Good evening, everyone. Welcome to GCP. It's that Brit Rest TV show again, and we've got our guest, the one and only Mr. Kieran Lafort. Hello, Hello. Kieran. <laughs> I'm the man you call whenever it's British wrestling on telly. <laughs> well, you, you've gone from um, reviewing Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Old Guard <laughs> to, to reviewing The Tank versus Gary Steele. <laughs> I've pretty much watched them on back-to-back nights as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, Kieran, the, I will say out of these two episodes that we're going to review now, episode three and episode four, episode four could be an all-timer. I I think we'll get to that at the end. Uh, I have uh, I have thoughts about this series. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been anyway since we last spoke? Uh, I'm all right. I've just been my feet have hardly touched the ground. I think I mentioned it on the uh, Must See Matches podcast. We recorded it in the 48 hours I was in the country uh, between Spain and France. I've got. A, relatively new job and when they said oh you're mostly just going to be sitting down editing stuff that's turned out not to be true uh and uh they've had me running all over the place not had you cleaning the toilets yet have they no not yet no no i'm slightly we have juniors for that kind of thing <laughs> right um sh- shall we um go ahead first into yeah. episode three how it starts so we have a foam finger opening as we welcome <laughs> back by uh Mike Carlson and Mark Webster. Yeah, yeah they uh, according according. So before we see the commentators, there's um, it's kind of like a, re, a slow motion recap package, and according to the voiceover at the beginning, it was mayhem last week as they show whatever her name was very gently slapping the referee. <laughs> Is it Gemini? Gemini. Yeah, I think the other woman gets a name on uh, on this show. Uh, yes. Uh, we promised Rick Michaels versus Corey Williams after the brawl between their respective tag teams uh, ended last week's show. And Tank is back. Personally, I'm hoping the Kung Poo Kid is back. Because <laughs> it's been my highlight so far. I was so I was uh, on the way home tonight to pr- kind of prepare for this. I was listening to our last episode and yeah. like... I I was trying not to cry with laughter on a pla- on the platform when we got to Kung Poo Kids promo. <laughs> oh God, it, it's so bad, mm. absolutely bad. There's... Before we dive into it, I also need to make a correction from last time. We talked about all the regional TV stations that showed yeah. this, uh, and we said HTV was Scotland. It's not. It's uh, I'm going to mispronounce it because it's a Welsh word. Harlech Television. Uh, and that's that's Wales and West England rather than Scotland. Uh, and I should thank Bill Jones and Jody Wood for pointing that out. Yeah, thanks to them uh, mm. very muchly. Mm. Um, so uh, we, we first first scene is Ozzy is shown in the locker room with the commissioner. Now th- there's a running storyline with these next couple episodes where the um, officials are basically looks like they've been paid <laughs> off. But what what one thing I will say about Ozzy. Now, I've currently been watching back um, the the run-up to WCW Fall Brawl 2000, which um, I will be reviewing Mm -hmm. with uh, Mr. Wilson. Now, Ozzy turns up as the boyfriend of Daphne. Amazing. We did say on the last show he'd done some, uh, some worldwide jobs and that kind of thing, didn't we? Yeah, so he's there for, like, basically two weeks up up until the run-up to um, David Flair's wedding with Stacey Keebler. Oh, that's funny. That's great. Um, yeah, so he's there. 
uh, we get so the, the idea is the Kermer is backstage to go to the commission of commissioners office to get word on how he's going to sort out the brawl between the American tag teams from last week. Yeah. Uh, but Ozzy's in there with a fistful of money and he pushes the camera out using that most neighbors of expressions rack off. <laughs> I was slightly dis- disappointed he didn't call anybody a dag or oh, bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, we get into our first match, um, which is Rick Michaels. He was um, part of, is it Bad Attitude? Yes, the he's t- the one who literally has Bad Attitude tattooed across his shoulder blades. That is him. Uh, this is Confederate Corey Williams. Um, so Corey's co- accompanied by Aussie Rules, who's um, just been paid off. Uh, or doing the paying, I think. Yes. Yeah, so um, Dodgy Commissioner says David Young isn't allowed at ringside due to his non-manager's licence. Um, he was going to manage uh, Rick Michaels, his tag team partner. Uh, yes, uh, and and uh, David Young immediately uh, points at Aussie yelling, and he does have a manager's licence, which is a very fair question, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. must have paid big bucks for them uh, for that manager's licence. Yeah, we're, we're immediately confronted by one of the major problems with this show, particularly these two episodes. Everybody involved in this is a heel, so it's impossible to get behind yes. anyone. And it's just every, almost every character on this show is bad. Like, and it just so happens that the crowd pick people to cheer for, or were instructed to cheer for certain people in certain situations. But it's somebody who you've just seen a week before doing something dastardly or or paying off the commissioner or something yeah um, it's such a weird dynamic yeah one thing i will say you know you know to say i think you said these might have been like two days of taping yeah and the crowd still seem up for it don't they i mean that's going to be entirely manufactured in post-production they would yeah. have got loads of when when everybody was hyped up and full of sugar to start with they would have got loads of shots of them cheering and booing and then they just cut that in and, and layer the sound over the top at the right points. Like obviously you do see them in the background, and clearly I think most of them are people who uh, don't know an awful lot about wrestling. Although I did spot Tom Lancaster in uh, a whole bunch of shots across these episodes, uh, and he's been around British wrestling, well, a very long time. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think this is very much like the hired-in audience with you know big cheer and boo signs and they just they they put it all together how they want it in the edit really so um let, let's get into the uh match um so we, we do have like cory mission missing a splash in the corner then michael's connecting with the neck breaker and uh, the but it but um it's sort of like a bum neck um injury gets yeah he feigns a shoulder injury to draw yeah. the ref in uh, and then Ozzy shoves Michaels off the middle rope. Williams immediately leaps up, hits a middle rope leg drop and pins him. I enjoy that neither man could be bothered taking his shirt off for this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in full night all mode, which yeah, you'll probably see at like, this weekend. My, <laughs> if he do, I'm going to those damn shows, and if he doesn't take his shirt off, I'm going to be annoyed. It's like it's the same as, like, you know, the Kenny Omega house show tights, isn't it? You, yeah. you, you'll, be, you'll be like that scene out of the full Monty, won't you? Take it, uh, not take it, <laughs> mass stinger or something. <laughs> you can leave your shirt on. Um, yeah. yeah, no, my note about this match is nothing, absolutely nothing. It's it's a nothing match. 
Uh, people did cheer for the result and then booed when the New South uh, stamped all over Williams after the match. And then David Young runs back out to run off the heels, question mark? Yeah. Again, this is the problem. It, it, it It's a bunch of bad guys having issues with each other. There's there's nobody to get behind. It's strange, like with Corey, he actually gets cheered on episode four as well. So yeah. they sort of like him, but not Aussie rules. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think they delineated um, uh, delineated things very well. Do you know what David Young did on Saturday? On Saturday? Oh, yeah. yes. It was, he wrestled. He was in that bloody turbo graps thing, weren't it? Yeah, he's he's still at it. He's had. We're in September 2022. He's had two matches this month. He wrestled Slim J at the beginning of the month. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. ROH 2002 versus date versus the TNA 2002 in 2022. Man, you Slim J's in the bloody uh, Trust Busters, isn't it? In uh, yeah. AEW now. Yeah. Yeah, so he th- I've, I just whipped open his cage match and it looked like he wrestled up until like 2019 and then he'd been, he's been dormant. Since, well, I can understand why he's been dormant since the end of 2019. And then like from June, he started coming back and having matches. Crikey, the yeah. uh, David Young um, retirement tour, you can stick your great muter up your ass. <laughs> I wouldn't try, he's quite big. Um, <laughs> your fart mist will come out. <laughs> uh, so uh, we actually go to the back and it's mm. a proper shouty southern promo from Rick in it. He's very much Steve Austin-like. He's, yeah. voice. I, I really noticed that, that like he's very much... He would not have been out of place on Memphis TV in any decade from the 70s up until today. Like, he's very much, he's a very standard three-star, like, southern regional wrestler. Like, he's absolutely fine, but there's nothing that pushes him over the top. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he kind of, he announces that they have a tag match against the New South, and this is the first time the idea of tag wrestling has been brought up on this show. Three weeks in. I think we was um, thinking that at the end of the last episode, weren't we? Like, yeah. oh, there's got to be a tag match somewhere. Yeah. Well, uh, as I mean, spoiler, this and the next episode are nothing but singles matches. So I guess it's episode five at the earliest we're going to get our first tag match. Yeah. And did you notice the awful chipboard backdrop to the uh, interview? <laughs> it's not. It's not a high quality affair, this, is it? It's proper. That is proper MDF, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They do their they do their matches in uh, in the Meridian Studio, and then they do all the interviews in B and Q over the road. <laughs> Second match now. Um, so we have Ruckus uh, with his barbed wire necklace versus the one and only former NWA champion of the world, Gary Steele. Mm-hmm. Um, now um, we we got a bit of literature, didn't we, Kieran, uh, from one John Lister. Yeah, uh, he he uh, sent over an article he'd written for uh, Fighting Spirit magazine. Uh, I think he'd uh, he'd interviewed Gary Steele and uh, Nick Halling, the the producer of this show. Yeah, and like uh, about how it came about. Like Nick Halling had been making he'd made a couple of documentaries with NWA Hammerlock, um, and managed to get them on TV. Uh, and then he was just in the Meridian studio and looked into an empty studio as he walked past and thought, you can get a wrestling ring in there. 
and immediately ran to the producers to try and to try and pitch a wrestling show. Yeah. And that's how this came about. Um, yeah, uh, I think the idea. I was reading it just quickly earlier. Like they, the idea was they wanted to do a second series, but like ITV weren't interested and kind of passed it away from the sports department to light entertainment, and they didn't get it. And so that's why, like, you only get these six episodes. Um, apparently he made like four documentary episodes with Hamlock and are based around look kind of fortuitously based around Gary Steele going to the US and winning the NWA title. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Uh yeah. although I'd sort of be interested in in watching them, I think. They must be on the de- well, everything must be on the dark web somewhere. <laughs> I prefer to stay on the light web. Uh yeah. I'm gonna start with YouTube, which isn't that dark. Uh, but yeah, they're probably out there publicly available somewhere. Like pretty much everything is these days. But it said in the article, weren't he in a match with like Jerry Lawler and uh, on a show with Jerry Lawler? On a show, on a show with yeah. Jerry Lawler. Yeah, he's, he did. He did like a three day tour of the US, and they were all in like really shitty venues. And like he walks into one place, and it really was just a field with a ring in it and some chairs around it. And he's like, I've been in some crap town halls in, in community centers in my life, but nothing as bad as this. Yeah. And he also gives details of that, um, you know, when he dropped the belt it, it, yeah. in, his, in his first defense with his manager for the one night who just waffled him with a, a foreign object. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, uh, I presume it was uh, public and uh, uh, printed in FSM. So if you can find the issue, it's a, uh, it's a fun little read. Uh, no, no, very, very good to read on the. Uh, it bus might even be up on uh, John's website, actually. Yeah. Um. So, so this match, uh, mm. Ruckus, who isn't the CZW Ruckus, mm-hmm. uh, against Gary. Um, I did put with this. There's a lot more crowd shots in this, and a lot of um, cuts to this to this match. I will tell you, as someone who's produced a fair amount of wrestling television and video content. If there's lots of shots to the crowd, it means there's lots of botches that needed editing out. And the yeah. match has to go a certain length to fill a slot. Yes. Yeah. It was it, it was very short. I would say all the botches were on Ruckus's side more than uh, Gary's. But uh, G- Gary, I will, I will say, he looks a bit Mr. Generic in his uh, singlet. He is. And, like, it's one of, again, a <laughs> second match, second problem with the show, like... The Brits in particular aren't very interesting characters. No. Like, he's he's just a wrestler, and he's a fine wrestler, but as we find out when he gets to speak, there's there's nothing else to him. He's just a good wrestler, that's it. Sorry, Gary. Um, so, yeah, with, with this one, um, so Gary, it's um, two clotheslines. Uh, we have a ruckus top rope crossbody that gets reversed by Gary, who rolls through. And gets the free count. Yeah, just about keeping everybody's limbs inside the ropes. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like the smallest ring in the world. Yeah. Just... They say, Ruckus looks like a pretty big guy, and they say Steel is six foot four, which I didn't realize. And it's just sort of like, you know, a human spider in the corner, like arms and legs flailing all over the place, and Steel kind of gathers them all up to stop a, stop a rope break happening. Um yeah, uh, I think this is probably the best Ruckus match of the tournament. Um, yeah, it's not hard, is it? <laughs> but he's now uh, wrestled all his matches, only ended up with three points. He doesn't make it through to the knockout stages. He's out. He's out of here. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have adverts. Um, hold on. Hold on. No, we don't. After the break, 
the Kung Poo Kid returns. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I punched the air. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the adverts. adverts. Adverts anyway. Ian Boltham's back eating oh, yeah. his stretched wheat. That's right. The big reveal was he'd shaved off his moustache and was eating shredded wheat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was the big reveal. We have NatWest Bank. Uh, we have a Quasimodo advert for tunes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I do remember that one vividly. Yeah. Home base 20% sale off this uh, weekend in Neil Morris. <laughs> it's so, it is so late 90s Britain, isn't it? The heart. <laughs> The, the, the right off his men, uh, uh, right hot off his run on men behaving badly. Yes, because uh, um, home base is her name Ashley Thingy. Fucking hell, what's her name? The woman from men, Be- one of the women from men behaving badly, not Caroline Quentin. Oh, I know Leslie Ash. Leslie Ash. There we go. Not Ashley. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I assume this means a whole lot to younger slash non-British listeners. <laughs> Hey, Martin Clunes was a big star as as Doc Martin, fucking clogging up the Sunday night schedules. <laughs> um, there's some Gillette Arctic Ice antiperspirant and ETBT phone home internet yeah. access. Terrible. So after the adverts, <laughs> <laughs> that is better than the noise the eagle makes on the show. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> so um, we have uh, Mike White, um, the manager, uh, with John Ryan, who comes out and moans at Mike and Mark on the on the commentary desk. So basically, Mike White, who's uh, we, we found out he does like radio or something in Grimsby nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think Youngie was saying about it. I mean, that's got to be a better career highlight than uh than than transatlantic wrestling challenge doesn't it well i don't know you'd fit it on your cv highly yeah. up highly up there um <laughs> so point type right at the bottom uh mike white he, he i think later in the show he said oh, i do all the talking for john john just does all the wrestling i do all yeah. the talking so uh john ryan is against tiny tony casina who mm-hmm. is actually on the, I think the New Zealand tour of um, New Japan Wrestling or PWA or something like that. Yeah, didn't up. we? Didn't we find out that he's um, that he a trainer? He's That's a trainer. Ed yeah, Farley's gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a he has a belt for some reason. We talked about this last time that you know lots of people have titles they're bringing in that don't get mentioned, um, uh, which looks great when champions get pinned, uh, as happens here. Uh, uh, Mike White trips Kazina, even though Ryan was all on top, so completely pointless. Uh, Kazina gets in a swinging neck breaker. Uh, he hits a bridging German suplex, uh, and uh, those are his only two offensive moves in this match. Uh, um, most of the match is Mike White having a chat with a referee who randomly turns around. Oh, wait, Kazina wins. With that German suplex. Sorry, yes, I'm reading my notes it, in the wrong order. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so, Nina actually wins German yeah. suplex. And only because the referee turned around at random. Like, he had he had Ryan pinned for ages and then turns around, does a very fast three count, which will be a, uh, which will be a theme coming up 
across these two episodes. These referees all both count like the parking is running out on their meter outside. <laughs> uh, well done, Tony Casino, for hitting two whole moves and winning. Hey, good lad. Uh, that's all I needed to do uh, to get mm. the victory and the and the point. But we, uh, before the match, well, before the match started, White actually got on the mic to do Speedy Gonzalez impressions for uh, Casino because he had a poncho on. I don't know. I'm uh, with great apologies to Grimsby's finest DJ. I don't know who thought Mike White was a good heel promo. He had a suit. <laughs> I'm amazed he didn't have a cane because a suit and a cane was what you needed to be a manager in British wrestling in the 2000s. I don't know. Gideon Gray still doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> But um, and my final note on this match was two of the more competent wrestlers. But not in a very good match. Yeah. Mm. Right, here we go. Um, so Tony, t- Tony's in the back uh, with Sophie Blake, um, our um, faithful um, backstage interviewer, giving her generic answers like, yay, happy to be here. Yeah. Three points. Yeah. Fourth match, here we go. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Before we say what it is, um, I will say that Mark Webster says, "Here we go. This is what UK wrestling is all about." <laughs> and then, <laughs> Paul <laughs> Paul Volt uh, with Gemini mm-hmm. versus the KFK, the Kung Fu Kid, uh, with Tasha. Is it Tasha? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, Paul Paul Volt has like um, an inset promo where he's yeah. a, he's a world class af- athlete shown in the gym, and he said he taught Linford, Cram, Backley, and Roger Black everything they know. Do any of those do pole vault? Uh, none of them. He, <laughs> exactly. You think he would have mentioned Sergei Bubka? <laughs> he, he, he was like the big pole vaulter of the day. Linford probably would have told him how to take drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those rubbish character vignettes like we got for Kung Fu Kid and Tank. Uh, and Aussie Rules got one last week, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this match, fucking hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gemini, bear in mind this is edited. Uh, all of these matches are heavily edited, so you, ne- I don't think you ever get to see a whole match. Um, no. uh, Gemini almost immediately trips Kung Fu Kid just because. Yeah. Uh, Volt misses a moonsault onto the arm and Kid comes back with some piss-weak strikes. I'm not sure you've ever seen a martial arts movie, let alone learn to fight. Oh, the, the um, one thing I put, he, he comes out, you know, dressed as like um, a supposed Kung Fu artist and then he strips down. He's just like black trunks. He's just a bloke in black trunks with a fucking Mortal Kombat hat on. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, Volt comes back with a stinger splash, a sort of top rope bulldog, and a really stupid looking version of the rocker dropper to get the pin. It was called the pole axe. Awful. Awful. This was dog shit. (laughs) This is what UK wrestling is all about. (laughs) Ain't one of them positivity (laughs) reviews. If this was a progress positivity review, that's we, what it's. Are we going to have to take this down? 
<laughs> no. Um, that I would say that that standing moonsault, he missed him by an absolute country mile. The idea was he was he was working over the arm and he was going to do it across the arm because he had the arm laid out. But I think like Kung Fu Kid moved early. Yeah. Um, it's, either, so, it's either that or a gust of wind come through the Meridian <laughs> Studio and put him on track. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> the pole wax. What a yeah. name. And it's like, it's like the rocker, rocker dropper slash famouser, except instead of standing to the side of his opponent, for some reason, he's standing in front of them, facing them. Yeah. And then bends them over, stretches his leg out and puts it on their shoulder and falls over. It's it's dreadful. Yeah. It, do, it just doesn't even work in practice. You think it's no. something, you know, similar to what, is it eat defeat or something? Or, you know like what Ruby so old does? Yeah, yeah. Even worse than that, it's like, it's like, do you know the overdrive? And play, play of the day. Oh, the, the one where they stick the leg over the red and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that, but somehow even worse because because it, the, the red actually ends up on the back of their leg and it hurts their leg yeah, more. Yeah, than yeah, stupid, stupid, fucking, fucking wrestling. And it's not the only time he does it on these two episodes either. We got to watch it again. <laughs> it's not. Um, actually, Kung Fu Kid is now eliminated. He is. Still got to want to chin wrestle one more match, though. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, we go to the back now with um, our Sophie. Magic is in the back with yes. Sophie. Magic calls her an untalented buffoon who is just eye candy. Yeah. Mag- yeah. This this is supposedly like the good guy wizard. Yeah. See what I mean? Everybody's a heel. He calls her an untalented buffoon media female, which doesn't make any sense. Tells her she's nothing but eye candy. He claims to have cast a spell on David Young to make him ugly and untalented, and it seems to be working pretty well. Um, bad promo. Andy had to be a misogynistic prick. Yeah. Terrible. And you know what Sophie says? Thank you, magic. Yes. <laughs> That's her closing line to every to every interview is, thank you, insert wrestler name here. So, to the adverts we go. Um, so we have um, adverts for Mets, the Jadder Man. Beware of the Jadder Man. So it was like Bray Wyatt back in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, except advertising peach snaps. <laughs> um, SO, Halifax, and uh, CGU Pensions. Um, I bet the interest rate was good in uh, early 2000s, unlike now. I'm, anyway. quite, I'm almost tempted to look up, like... Uh, how good the pound was in in May 2000 as opposed to how it is in its all-time low against the dollar as we are speaking now. Yeah. Uh, I'm that... young enough to... I'm old enough... Young enough. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember a time when one pound was $2. Yeah. And this week, it was 106. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, so, so it's, it's, sorry to go off track here, but we were chatting about this at work, and yeah. uh, you know, buy, you like buying stuff on like pro, thinking just like pro wrestling tees. Mm. So like their their shirts would be like thirty five, forty dollars. You're paying forty quid for a t shirt. Yeah, now. yeah, you have you know, with the tax are. with the tax and all that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Before we get in, into match five, just like to say we're royally fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, we're getting royally fucked in another way as we go to David Young versus Magic with Aussie Rules again. So, Rules is announced as accompanying Magic, but doesn't come out with him. Yes. Uh, David Young does a promo to get the crowd behind the misogynistic heel from the last segment. Yeah. Uh, And then Aussie Rules comes out saying, he went to the limit with Magic last week. That's how we know Magic can beat Young. David Young leads through the ropes. Ozzy whacks him with the microphone. Magic rolls him up for a very fast three count. I didn't hear the bell. Mm. Yeah. Ding, ding. It's baffling. It's baffling. A couple of things I took from this match was uh, when they showed the league table, I thought Group A is looking very tight at the moment. Uh... <laughs> I didn't, at the end of the uh, at the end of this, this episode, I didn't write down uh, what the standings were, but I did write down the final standings as we head into the, the knockout stages. Yeah. And also that magic has the look of, um, you know, a character off Wizardora back in there. You know, the, um, the coat hanger man. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that specifically, but if you straightened out a coat hanger, you would get something the same shape as magic in 2000. You would, you would. Uh, Six match now. Here we go. It's old Chris Champion, Sin, Yoshi Kwan uh, versus who let the tank out? Who, 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 who? Sin, goff in a bin bag. I called him a mime in a bin bag. <laughs> um, three versus three hundred and ten pounds of the tank from Liverpool, according to uh, Mike Carlson. Tank is supposedly the king of planet suet. Okay, as in, <laughs> as in, as in the, the pastry. Yes, oh, I imagine he's eaten a fair amount of pastry. Yeah, it's a doorman versus kinky Gene Simmons, um, and. Sin does this shit promo about how he doesn't want to fight, quote, this fat idiot because he's got enough points to go to the knockout stages, so he might as well just let Tank beat him. Yeah. I didn't really understand what they were going for here. Like, so, like, Sin puts himself in Tank's headlock but doesn't submit despite apparently wanting to lose. Mm, it must um, have liked the smell of um, Tank's uh, sweaty pits or something yeah, like yeah. Doesn't get counted out, doesn't get him to self-disqualified, doesn't lay down to be pinned. But apparently, he wants to lose. Yeah. Uh, Gary Steele is shown backstage, very clearly not watching this match on a big CRT TV, going, what's he doing? I don't believe this. Um, uh, Sin keeps pulling Tank into covers. Eventually, one works and Tank gets the win. Commentary claims that Sin engineered this decision, so next week's Tank versus Steel matches for all the marbles with the winner going through to the knockout stage. But why? What is the point? We haven't been shown any kind of bracket for that knockout stage yet. We don't know that Sin is going to be facing Gary Steele at some point. And they've already had a match in the round robin, and he fucking won. Yeah. So why is he scared of, of, of facing somebody he's already beaten again? Yeah. Why not just beat Tank outright and just knock him out of the running? Absolutely terrible. And this, insult to injury, this is the fucking main event. <laughs> I have noticed the pattern with these, this show. The main event is always dog shit. And we none more so than next week's, I think. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you something now, Kieran. So, you know, John Lister's article. Mm. I spoke the results of the there win. Was a, yeah, there is a spoiler for the final. 
uh, I, I'm presuming that most people listening to this haven't seen these shows, so I'm not. I don't think we should blurt it out now. We'll save no. it till the end. But yeah. I know. But um, I, I probably let out the words "fuck" and "off" tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, Speaking of people who can fuck off, backstage, Sophie is interviewing Tank. <laughs> now, Tank, you won the fight, but surely not in the manner you'd have liked. <laughs> yeah, I did all right, la. Yeah, going to be a tough opponent. Yeah, he surmises that that's, I'm not going to do that because Ben will beat me up when I next see him. Uh, Tank surmises that Sin is afraid of Gary Steele, who, as I said, he's already beaten, or he yeah. wants Tank to do a number on Steele. Like, either way, this is messy and holds dubious logic. Well, it is the clash of the titans, though. Gary Steele versus the Tank. It's Apparently the match. So. It's the match all the fans in the Meridian TV studio want to see. Oh, the one, yeah, they went and got their free tickets for. Only six matches on this show. Somehow it felt like 12 to me. <laughs> yeah, it was a long episode, this one. That final match, I did have, um, I don't know, on my notes, what is this shite? <laughs> Aw- awful stuff. I need to go back when we're done and count the number of times I've used the word awful in <laughs> in, in my notes. Fucking hell. Shall, shall, shall we get on to um, episode four of the TWT of the T1? The one. <laughs> we called it the climb minimum. G1 climb minimum last time, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I, so watching this episode, I noticed something about the opening titles. It's been bugging me. There's sound effects in it of like strikes and slams. I think they're taken from WWF Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. Right. They definitely don't sound like real people doing them. I think they're video game sound effects. So they're like, whoosh, and whoosh. Uh, No, there's a particular Ur that's very distinctive from that game. Might have been the tank on the toilet having a shit. <laughs> After all that pastry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gary Steele has got to win this one. He can't be eliminated now, apparently. <laughs> 16 must go down to eight in this episode. Yes. Oh, oh, the tension. The stakes are high. And, and not just the puddings, what the tank's having. Uh, the, <laughs> so we have Mike and Mark back at the desk um, as we go into match number one, the prodigy. Is he a fire starter for this episode? Who knows? <laughs> um, well, he's against tiny Tony Kazina. Um, so the prodigy has a nondescript belt again. It's yeah. very much, it's very much like um, you know them wrestling figures, not the WWF one, not the WCW ones, but the cheap ones you get in like Morrison's, and the like, Poundland wrestling figures. Yeah, Poundland wrestling figures. Like, Mum can I have one of them. Yeah. They're much cheaper than WWF. All right then. <laughs> They're very, very much like Ron Mysterious and Jim Shima. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Mysterious. <laughs> um, I nearly said Triple K, but no, that can't be that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Webster says, oh, there's a few lines here. He's Poncho and ba- he's Poncho slash, I think it's, um, no, it's Carlson who says his Poncho slash bathroom rug doesn't look any better. Mark Webster basically calls Tony a short ass. They are actually called you know, like proper digging Tony here about his eye. For a lot of this show, both commentators go in 
on various wrestlers. And it's not like one guy, it's not, you know, the the, the Bobby Heenan and, and Gorilla Monsoon dynamic where, you know, the heel commentator will be mean about a, a wrestler and then the baby face will be like, oh, you stop, he's, he's a lovely guy, he's a great wrestler. Several occasions, both guys just pile on and bury somebody. And this is the first, uh, uh, yeah. So the actual referee in this match is one and only J.J. Rivers. That's his name. We couldn't remember the, last time. The dodgy referee who's cost a prodigy twice. Will he yeah. do it for a third time? Let's find out what happened here. <laughs> I, have, I have no notes about this match other than uh, the opening was definitely cut off and two minutes in, they're selling like they've gone 30. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, a few moves in this. Um, we have a hit toss by Prodigy and a suplex for two. A terrible top rope shoulder block by the Prodigy. Um, I'd put these guys look fucked after three minutes and they yeah. probably put out 15 of it. Well, um, I, I, the, they all have the matches have five minute time limits. It is, yeah. And yeah. they're absolutely blowing out their ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, this might be their third match of the day, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll give them some slack. Um, Prodigy, though, who was on top for all the match, has the pin, but ding, 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 time limit expires. I put here, oh, he must have won here, Prodigy. Oh, no. JJ yeah. Rivers gives it Tony the decision. Fix. Prodigy. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Commissioner comes out, and uh, Pro Prodigy, like, ah. Yeah, yeah. It's a prodigy gets the mic and he calls out Commissioner Baker uh, and has his rubbish promo completely ignored as the commissioner just takes the referee to the back and he looks like a proper idiot. Yeah. Um, he says if the commissioner ever comes out of retirement, which is the first time they've ever mentioned that he used to be a wrestler, he yeah. wants the first crack at him. Please tell me we're not getting prodigy versus Andre Baker on episode six. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, 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 have you ever seen Andre Baker wrestle? Was uh, yes, I have been to one Hammerlock show in my life, and I've seen a couple on tape. Um, yeah, he was nothing special, right? And by all accounts, a massive arsehole. So he was a professional wrestler doing professional wrestling things. <laughs> I think much, yeah. much more interesting than the match was the interview that Prodge does backstage with Sophie Blake where she very clearly calls him the prodigy. <laughs> uh, he's quite even-mannered about how he's been treated. He didn't seem too bothered by it. He just no. reiterated that he wants to wrestle the commissioner, suggested that emails would flood the company complaining about how he's been treated. If they got one, please forward it onto this show. I would love to see it. The one person who complained about a match tape three months prior. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway... Match number two now, yeah, Here we go. Here we go. Here's our boy, KFK, Kung Fu Kid, with Tasha versus, he's not Confederate anymore. He's ditched the Blazing Saddles uh, racist gear. Uh, Corey Williams, uh, <laughs> on commentary, Carlson says uh, Kung Fu Kid looks like a three-day-old spring roll. Somebody very loudly in from the crowd calls kid a chopstick. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, that's his physique, isn't it? Um, yeah. The bell rings. Bear in mind these matches are five-minute time limits. 
Corey Williams then decides to do some dancing, including a shit moonwalk. Yeah, I think uh, Carlson mentioned that it, it, it something like reminiscent of Carl Douglas, mm. you know, like kung fu fighting. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so um, also we uh, kung fu kid. He has one of them shite barbed wire tattoos, doesn't he, on his arm? You know, like Pamela <laughs> Anderson and and uh, and the Sandman, and uh, they were very very mid nineties tattoos. Yeah. They say about the Kung Fu Kid, you build character through suffering, uh, uh, and he's done a lot of suffering. Uh, and then uh, I think we, we, I think we've done a lot of suffering. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Carlson says you build character through suffering. Isn't that what Kung Fu Kid said? He's done a lot of suffering. And then uh, the British guy replies, "Well, he's got a lot of character, mate. Have you watched your own show? <laughs> he doesn't have any character. He gets in right." Kid gets in literally no offense. Williams has him in the the Triple H leg lock at the end of the bell, and then for some reason the kid gets the decision anyway. Yeah, he, he looks a, a dodgy ref again, weren't it? John Hall, the referee. I call, I just called him the hundred year old ref. Um, Williams shoves him and then bumps for him when he gets shoved, shoved back, and then takes a drop toe hold. He does. Yeah, <laughs> cracking drop toe right. hold as well. What is going on with this show? In back-to-back matches, we get the wrong guy winning by decision, followed by them shoving the ref and challenging someone old and retired to a match. There's only two referees, and they've put heat on both of them. Yeah. And the commissioner. So all the authority figures are bent. It's it's baffling. As well, like, after the decision, it makes Corey, well, Corey initially look like um, a good guy, doesn't it? Like, oh, he's been, he's been screwed. And then once he gets dropped hold off the ref, it makes him look like an, like a cowardly bad guy who's got yeah. his comeuppance off the, uh, off the dodgy official. And he was also a bad guy last week. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Two points to the king, Kung Fu Kid. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but he is eliminated. So. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. Thank God. Hey, I, I, I forgot to ask last time. Oh, did, did we mention it? Does Kung Fu Kid have a cage match profile? Or he does. Is... Yeah, uh, his name. Uh, he went up until this. He went by Dean Champion. Dean Champion. Yeah. Uh, seemingly. Um, God, apparently a signature move is the Kung Fu Drop. I dread to think what that is. Um, uh, apparently, wrestle uh, did some LDN. Uh, yeah, kind of wrestled up until about 2004. Uh, disappeared for four years. Did a couple of shots for LDN. Uh, I still love the sandwiches. Uh. <laughs> Didn't eat it, did he? Um, no. uh, did a match in 2009. Did two matches in 2011, and that's it. Yeah. So um, in his sec- second last match, he was um, he was Jimmy Havoc. Postman to the Stars and Corrupt defeating the Kung Fu Kid and Tony McMillan. Uh, before that, it was in match against the Grim Reaper. Um, yeah, no. He's a- was he playing the scythe? <laughs> <laughs> well, he might as well have been doing. Ladder match, the Kung Fu Kid defeated Magic on a, an NWA UK Hammerlock show. It looks like they had a, I don't know, a bit of a long-running feud against each other. It I bloody mean, hell! He, he actually, 
the Kung Fu Kid actually won the King of the Ring 2004 final in Hammerlock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say WWE. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yeah, so he beat um, uh, Paul, someone called Paul Tracy. But mm. before that, in the quarterfinals, he beat Danny Garnell of um, old um, like Progress fame. But, you know, he's, um, he's, he had a total number of matches, 53. That's, that's, fi- that's 53 that are on cage match. Like, it's not... Uh, yeah. It's a great resource, but it's not, obviously, it can't be a complete database because there's just, like, you know, pissant wrestling shows going on all over the world all the time. Yeah. So he had 53 matches, total number of wins, 33. So he had a 62, nearly a 62.5% <laughs> win ratio against 20 losses so the power of the kung fu kid was a uh, very prevalent uh, not on this show he didn't he didn't he, he no. fucking checked the light bulbs but yeah no it's uh, interesting to see that he uh actually had you know he went about 10 years or so, mm. so it's 10 years to, 10 years too long kieran but uh i uh... I kind of hope this is the last we see of the Kung Fu Kid, but there's still two episodes left. I, I, I worry. I worry he's going to be back. <laughs> so we, we, we're into the adverts now, and we have Angus Deaton. Remember mm. it? Yes. And, uh, have I got news for you? Yes. He, he got sacked, didn't he, from Have I Got News For You, weren't it? Uh, yeah, it was, for, it was for some kind of scandal that I can't remember. Yeah. I seem to, seem to remember that. Uh, um, tabloid exposés, I'm, I'm quoting, tabloid exposés involving drug-taking and a sex worker and later in 2002, revelations about an affair. Ooh. Here we go. Um, so it was Angus Deaton, an internet advert for Barclay Card. Then we had um, Sunny Delight, which was, um, like ori- uh, which was an orange drink. Um, it was like crack for kids. Uh, yeah, I liked how they advertised it as being delicious for the kids and it's full of vitamins. Sunny Delight doesn't has never seen a vitamin in its fucking life. Is it is it is still is it still going Sunny D? I think so. Yeah. I I always remember it from from high school when I were when, when I were a chubster uh, back in <laughs> high school and having and having Sunny Delight for um like my dinner because it was full of vitamins. Because I thought it was full of orange vitamins and all that. <laughs> Fucking hell. It looked like nuclear waste, that stuff. I remember it being very, very orange. Yeah. Um, like Hulk Hogan coloured. Oh, yes. You, uh, and also, the final advert was for Argos, as ever. Everyone <laughs> loved an Argos catalogue at Christmas. Yeah. The, uh doesn't really exist around my way anymore. My local one's closed. Uh, if you want Argos, you have to get it delivered to the local Sainsbury's or just directly to your house like a normal person in the 21st century. Yeah, our big Argos in Rochdale got shot when the uh, Wheat Chief Centre, which is the White Elephant of Rochdale, got shot as well. Mm. So, But back in the day, I always used to go for the Argos catalogue and also the Littlewoods Index catalogue as yep. well to make it look like I'd had... Um, an enjoyable trip around Rochdale Town Centre. Index. I've come back, back catalogues, Dad. <laughs> Index was the budget Argos. It was, yeah. It was also more expensive. 
cheap. I, I was going to say the other thing. My, so my knowledge, my recollection is like if something was say four ninety nine in the Argos catalog, it would be four ninety seven in Index. Yeah, it was very much the. Um, you, you remember like our price. I think yeah. it was our price which rounded it up and yeah, Andy's records back in the day. <laughs> but anyway, it's do or die. Yes, do, do match number three. The Tank versus Gary Steele. Yeah, uh, Gary Steele's a strong guy, but it's going to be hard to knock Tank over, say the commentators, three seconds before Gary Steele knocks Tank over. That's on his ass. Yeah. Um, it was like a shoulder block, weren't it? Yeah, uh, Steele dominates this match, mostly with submission holds. Uh, Tank catches a crossbody, but Steele basically wriggles down him for a two count. Uh, Tank ducks a second crossbody, still goes out the ring. The bell rings the moment he gets back through the ropes. Um, so that's your five-minute time limit. Ref takes his time, but eventually awards it to Steele, giving him the group, putting him in the quarterfinals. Um, three decisions in a row. We're going to see a pinfall this week. Well, who, who knows? Who knows? It very much WCW booking with all the uh, shit finishes. But <laughs> what, one thing I will say with the Tank, uh, you know, when they were having the shoulder block exchange, I thought... It's very much 2000 action Bronson, isn't it? <laughs> I I got a good cackle out of him on Rampage. Uh, basically, his entire moveset was running as fast as he could into people and the power slam. His power slam was really nice. Yeah, better yeah. than Bulldog. I can't help but think he was kind of like a Taz proxy, though. Like, if Taz had one more match in him, it would have been him in that position instead of Action Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's Taz, like, with his neck or something. Yeah, oh, no, Taz's neck has been fucked for years and years. I just I just couldn't uh, just couldn't imagine him. But but then again, one of the last times you've seen Taz bounce off some rolls, he nearly fell through him at WrestleMania 17. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, the tank is no more. Yeah. Yeah, Sophie, Sophie interviews him backstage. He's very nice about his loss, saying if he's going to be beaten by anyone, he's glad it's Gary Steele. He was gracious in defeat, yeah. so I will say, Tank. He's probably the only one who's come out of this show, uh, apart from, well, there's a person coming up, Johnny Moss, who actually comes across as a good guy. Uh, and Steele as well. And like, Steele, yeah. Yeah, so Steele hasn't broken any rules, hasn't attacked anybody after a match, hasn't cut a promo calling anybody a wanker or anything like that. Um, he's like, yeah, is Johnny? Mo well, Johnny Moss has that. I think they want to paint him, it's so difficult. They kind of they want to paint him as a heel by giving him the name Vigilante, but he hasn't really done anything bad. And the the commentators go in on him. Well, the American guy goes in on him for calling himself a cowboy. Mm. It's yeah, it's. Again, like the characterization up and down this show is all over the place. So then um, let's go into match number four now. The vigilante Johnny Moss. Well, he's not called Johnny Moss. He's yeah. just the vigilante. Cumbria's only cowboy. This is um, <laughs> Aussie rules. Um, we, we had a famous... Um, I did actually put him. Uh, Johnny Moss looks like Andre Baker in The Wash. <laughs> Which which is strange to say, obviously, like Johnny Moss is a big man nowadays. 
Uh, but we did have a celebrity um, spotting in this match, didn't we? In the uh, in the audience, it was how for now. It was um, how to's fucking Fred Dynage. Yeah, I thought we talked about Angus Seaton. I thought Fred Dynage had some kind of scandal as well, but I can't uh, I can't find it while while looking online right now. <laughs> um, did you ever watch um, How to back in the day, Kieran? I did, and he was also a uh, a presenter on another TV show that I cannot remember when I was a, a teenager or a uh, or a kid. Uh, apparently, he only he only retired in October 2021. Yeah, yeah, he had a long tenure. I think he's still he's still plodding around as well. Um, if you remember, how to was the um, show with uh, Gaz Top? Yeah, he was the um, Gary so, Gaz Top so, Jones. Was he Carol Vorderman on that show? I think uh, she... Quite possibly. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, Fred Dynage is actually in the audience um, later in the show or in the series. He will present the uh, winner's trophy. God knows what the winner's trophy is going to look like. It's probably a, a talking squawking eagle, isn't it? <laughs> like a Billy Bass thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so here you go. And so how to mm. was um, Gaz Top, Fred Dynage, and Carol Vorderman. Yeah, and Carol then, Vorderman was on it for about seven years by the look yeah, of it. Yeah, so it, uh, so Carol Vorderman got replaced by, um, here we go, Gail Porter mm. was one. Sean Lloyd was also on it. And someone called Gail McKenna, who... Um, who was a, a sports presenter for live TV and Channel 5. She works as a pay tree girl and glamour model as well. Right. So, so there, there you go. There you go. That's how to. Anyway, this, this, this match, Kieran. I have a feeling we've done more talk about old British TV and old British adverts than we have about wrestling on this show. We, we have. We have. Who, who, can, who can blame us, mate? Mm. Um, what did you think of this match? Vigilante versus uh, Aussie Rules. Right. Well, firstly, it was pointless because Vigilante is through to the knockout stages no matter what happens. Um, what did actually happen? Uh, yes, yeah, so, well, no, there's a spot in here, and it wears moss does like a somersault plancher off like the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I I watched this a little while ago, uh, so it's not fresh in my mind. But no, you're you're right. So Moss kind of has the early advantage until Ozzy like drop kicks his knee out from behind and kind of goes to work on the leg a bit. Uh, Moss comes back with an exploder, uh, but Ozzy gets the ropes, avoids an Arabian Arabian moonsault by going for the floor, going to the floor, uh, walks away from a from a plunger, but Moss somersaults over the turnbuckles onto him. The terrible finish. The terrible yes. finish. Yes, so Ozzy takes a comical swing with his boomerang that Vigilante ducks and rolls him up. The referee counts very fast. Ozzy rules, clearly kicks out a 2.9. Yeah. Moss wins anyway. <laughs> Ref was having none of it, was he? <laughs> like I said, both the refs count like their parking meter is running out. And then they brawl up the ramp after the bell and the oh, yes. best thing of the entire run happens 
Well, uh, Kieran, you know, at this point, you know, because it's all like um, qu- the take quality, it's all like a bit fuzzy on mm, uh, YouTube. Yeah. I thought they'd actually taped over it. <laughs> so did I. So they they brought up the ramp and disappear. Uh, we cut to a football panel show called Football First. Is that a real show? Because it just looked like a football, so- like a copyright free football focus. So I thought it was it must have been a local region one because yeah. um, in the northwest we had um, Elton Wellsby. I remember that name. Yeah, he used to read out the football scores. Yeah, so yeah. He, so he was, <laughs> he was you know when WCW were around he'd be the one interviewing like Sting and what have you. Lucky him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, so it, it must have been a regional program. Right. A couple of people who I noticed on this um, this segment was uh, Paul Walsh, who was like an ex-Man City striker. He's uh, he does um, Gillette Soccer Saturday still, and mm-hmm. Paul Elliott, who was um, a Chelsea defender. Are they all called Paul? <laughs> they must be. <laughs> they must be. Yeah, so it's a football panel show, and these four guys are sitting around talking about England's chances and what Kevin Keegan is doing with the team. And we hear some crashing and banging. And then the camera whips around to show uh, Moss and Ozzy have brawled into the studio. <laughs> Unfortunately, there wasn't like a big spot or anything. They just sort of cut back to the the guys at the desk looking gently amused by what's going on and then cut to an ad break. But like I popped when, when they brawled into another TV show. That's brilliant. Yeah, I thought I thought this was I thought this was very good. It's very similar to I don't know if you've seen the film Final Score with Dave Batista, but it's when they like the uh, the 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 Russian hooligans like um, uh, you know go into like the yes. big commentary box and Tony Cotty's there looking so, like what the fuck is going on. So not only have I seen that film, I worked the premiere premiere for it. Yeah. Um, I've heard it mentioned on another podcast this week and my boss, his mate directed it. Wow. (laughs) Do you know why it's it's silly fun, that film? It is. Yeah, yeah. I seem to recall there's lots of weird... Doesn't he jump a motorbike over the stands? Yes. Off one onto another? He does, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's, it's... Three stars, ridiculous action nonsense. It's not worth paying for, but like if it's on a service you already pay for, you can do worse for 90 minutes. Anyway, um, match number five now. It is uh, John Ryan (laughs) once again with Mike White versus not Psycho Steve. Psycho Steve is now injured. Yeah, they finally address uh, Psycho Steve's separated shoulder, which in storyline happened three weeks ago yeah and this is the first time it's mentioned um his replacement oh no muscles mansfield yeah he doesn't half take his time doing his entrance and yeah, I, I did put up there's a lot of grandstanding to the crowd in the hot dog and grandstanding uh and both commentators bury him <laughs> yeah. and the gimmick is he's called muscles but he's really thin like yeah. he's got he's got a full length robe on and he walks around and he he poses and he shows people the biceps in, inside the robe and then he gets in a ring takes his time taking his robe off and he's basically the same shape as Kung Fu Kid. Yeah, I, I did put on my notes an early two thousands Rick Rude for the UK market. <laughs> the crowd looked disgusted with him, especially bushy haired lady. They just... <laughs> 
<laughs> he looked angry. But the thing was, he took off his robe and um, I put muscles as a knockoff Bret Hart leotard slash singlet. I wrote, he's dressed like Bret Hart brand spaghetti. He's so thin. <laughs> Between him and Magic and Kung Pu Kid, like, what does that say about the state of the Hammerlock roster's physique in 2000? Nobody shows Sewer this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say him. Yeah. It's like, I hope Sewer turned up with that many skinny guy. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. If they all stood together, they'd look like a packet of toothpicks. <laughs> That's so... Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Um... Not much to say about this match. About I wrote this is every, I wrote this is everything I hate about British wrestling. Like, yeah. Uh, so, Muscles does a back suplex, but Mike White distracts him when he goes up for a moonsault. Ryan scoots under him, hits a very gentle power bomb, and puts his feet on the top rope. The ref watches all of this happen, then takes his time getting down to the mat, counts one, then notices John Ryan's feet. It's you put this on television. You could have, you had at least three cameras. You could have cut around this, surely. Um, Ryan scores two counts with a double arm suplex and exploder, misses a leg lariat. Mansfield runs the ropes like he just saw wrestling for the first time yesterday. Uh, drop kicks John Ryan out the ring, hits a crap top rope dive. They do the Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude holding the foot on a suplex finish, and John yeah. Ryan wins. The most insulting thing about this whole match, it didn't need to happen. Even if they'd said Steve couldn't continue due to injury and awarded Ryan a single point via forfeit, he'd still have enough points to go through to the knockout stages. Did you, did you, did you see when they put up the, um, you know, like the scoreboard? Yeah. What they put, put the name down as Psycho Muscles. Yeah, I, I preferred to. Like a, a tag team, what you'd review in DDT. <laughs> Psycho muscles. I prefer the 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 inverse of that, which just would have been Steve Mansfield. <laughs> Steve Mansfield, yeah, the most generic name going. <laughs> I think he was in defence for Rotherham in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred and sixty appearances, six five, <laughs> and cauliflower is Steve Mansfield. Um, Oh Christ! John Ryan goes through, and yeah. Sophie, Sophie in the back doesn't like Mike White's interference. That's all I could uh, gain from they, the. Uh, they two. just do. This is where he does the. I do the talking. He does the wrestling thing. It's very boring. Uh, mobile phone salesman <laughs> uh, yells into a microphone. Um, main event time. Here main event. Fucking hell. Anyway, it's, sorry. It's match six. Which, yes. uh, as you said earlier, every match six has been shit. God. Rick right. Michaels versus Paul Vault uh, with Gemini. Yes. Who somehow is now the babyface in this match. Mm. After being a heel last week. Yeah. Oh, Christ. All I wrote about this was the finish. So. Sorry. Go on. If you have more before I react yes. rant about the finish, go for it. Yeah, so the commentary have a go at Michael's fat belly to start off with. I think there's a close-up of his like, of his stomach. He said, oh, he's a fat... He's, fat he's not that fat. No, he's not. He's not. He's, not. He's, that kind of, he's that kind of like barroom brawler-shaped wrestler. Yeah. I, he's, he's not particularly fat at all. Um, I, I did know, like, Rick is very, very much 
his gear just shouts WCW Worldwide sat, or Saturday night. <laughs> you know, like a tag team. I did put high voltage. <laughs> what with Kenny Chaos and uh, and his Robbie and his, Robbie, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, on to the finish, Kieran. So. Uh, Volk chucks the referee out of the ring. The baby face chucks the referee out of the ring and does his terrible finisher. Yeah. Uh, but of course, there's no referee to count because he's just been chucked out of the ring. Cut to outside where Gemini puts him in the worst Fujiwara armbar I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like a tickling contest under the arm. <laughs> yeah. Paul, uh, Paul Volk makes his own three count and the bell rings. Yeah. Apparently the commentators have to clear up that was not the bell ringing because he'd made the three count and one outright. It was the bell ringing because coincidentally the five minute time limit had run out at that exact moment. Exact moment. Uh, referee awards the match to Michaels, but here comes the commissioner. Gemini intimidates him with her biceps and he gives up and gives the decision to vault. This Fuck me, I nearly threw my shoe at the TV. <laughs> this was fucking dreadful. What sense does this make? The good guy goes through after abusing the referee, getting a visual pin, losing, having his valet shake down the authority figure, and then celebrates with a happy crowd. Absolute horseshit. Don't forget I'm the commissioner, though. <laughs> God. <laughs> and my decision is final. That's not a very good Andre Baker impression. <laughs> I put oh, just a couple of notes. I put Paul Volt, what a dick. And that, and just everyone screwing everyone in this. God. That's all I could surmise from these these two episodes and this episode especially. Everyone's a baddie. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I said at the end of our first episode, like I had heard that this series was bad and after the first two episodes i didn't think it was as bad as it had been made out to be yeah. like there was some the booking is atrocious it's third rate presentation and it's clearly shot on a on a low budget which is fine but there was a little a few little cracks of light when it came to some of the wrestlers these two episodes, I can understand why people said it was terrible. These two episodes were absolutely dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I will say though, Kieran. I think episode four, I definitely got a kick out of watching that, and how bad and comical it was. Uh, yeah. Um... The, the highlight of the whole thing so far was the brawl into the football first studio. Yeah. yeah. That was really clever and really fun. Um, and one positive thing I will say is to their credit on episode four, a lot of the matches did have stakes. The mm. winner will go through to the knockout stages. There was only a little bit of mopping up where matches needed to happen to complete the round robin, but the winner didn't matter. Yeah. There was a lot of these two guys are top um, the top two in their block or two and three in their block. The winner will have enough points to go through. The loser is knocked out. That's good booking, and that's what it should be on the on the 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 final uh, episode of of round robin stages. But these 
finishes are terrible. Everybody is a heel. Both referees are heels. The authority figure is a heel. Like we said, there's only three people you can possibly get behind. It's. But I'm also thinking of like, what was the contemporary American product at this time? You're watching the WCW that went on at the same time as this. Yeah, yeah. Like, this this must make so much sense compared to that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that is what WCW's people... WCW's like bloody old, old Japan in the 90s compared <laughs> But that is what televised wrestling was at the time. Yeah. And this is kind of a clue, a sort of clueless attempt to do that on a budget, mm. I think. I bet the budget was so small for this. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this this last time. Yeah. So, our final standings going into the going into our next episode uh, where we will get into the knockout stages. Group A, Johnny Moss finished our uh, vigilante finished on eight points. David Young has four. Magic had three. Aussie Rules had two. So vigilante and David Young have gone through. Group B, Gary Steele had six, Sin had five, Tank had four, Ruckus had three, so Steele and Sin are through. Group C, Tony Kazina finished with eight points, John Ryan had six, Psycho Psycho Muscles Steve Mansfield had three, Uh, Prodigy had one, so Kazina and Ryan are through. Group D, Paul Vault had seven, Corey Williams had six, Rick Michaels had three, and the Kung Fu Kid had two. So Paul Vault and Corey Williams go through. Next week, we have the quarterfinals, which are Tony Kazina versus Corey Williams, Paul Ooh. Volt versus Sin, uh, John Ryan versus oh, oh, Johnny Moss. That's, that's going to be bad, isn't it? Paul Volt versus <laughs> Sin. <laughs> and uh, Gary Steele versus David Young. I will say that, with the exception perhaps of Volt and Sin, all the best wrestlers are through to the knockout stages. I was going to say Gary Steele and David Young should be. Yeah, very competent. And I, th- I mean, it's something I think we should get into when we when we finish the whole thing. I think at the at the end of this, we should assess uh, in a kind of Days of Thunder style, like who are the winners and losers of this yeah. this whole this whole project, um, because like there are a lot of losers, <laughs> but um, uh, some people have have shone at the very least in a small way. I think. Yeah. Definitely so. Um, so yeah, we we should be back um, next time with episode five and episode six. I think from the highlight videos, there's a women's match in there. There is, yes, I'm aware that that happens. There is. There also appears to be some sort of tag team tournament. Ooh, bloody yeah. hell! How are they going to fit this in? It's not. It's right? not. It's not rampage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they essentially have ninety minutes of TV left to do. Four quarterfinals, two semis, a final, a women's match, and a tag team tournament. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, no, I, I've got to say, it's, it's actually been... It, it's a fun fun little project, this, because, you know, because we've been introduced to Kung Fu Kid and uh, <laughs> all of Alt and Muscles Mansfield. Some just incredible wrestlers that you you just think, how the fuck did these end up on TV? Uh, but that's the end of uh, this show. Kieran, any plugs? Probably many plugs. Oh, I said last time I'd try and keep it brief, and I'll try and keep it brief again. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Kieran Edits on Twitter. 
Uh, I also have two wrestling podcasts I co-host with at monkey underscore buckles, Mark Buckle D. Uh, we have DD Teach, which is a monthly, allegedly, podcast about the DDT promotion in Japan. Each month, Mark teaches me something about uh, DDT. Uh, we are supposed to be doing a profile of Kazusada Higuchi, the current champion. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get to record that, but hopefully it'll be soon, because people are now bugging us on Twitter for it. You're not going to be um, previewing, is it DDT's like Grand Prix tournament where they got Ricky Shane Page in? We reviewed last year's. We We watched and talked about last year's. This year's is let's say less interesting. I don't know. I don't know how in depth we'll we'll go into it. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's uh there's some people in it I don't necessarily enjoy watching wrestle. Um the other podcast, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is must see matches at oh, you can follow DD Teach at DD Teach Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Other podcast is Must See Matches at Must See Matches. Uh, that is weekly, uh, and that was born out of a project that Mark did where he canvassed Twitter, wrestling fans on Twitter, to send a list of up to 25 matches that they think other other fans should see. Uh, and we ended up with over a 1,000, and we decided we were going to do a podcast uh, talking about the top 100. Uh, it ended up being 104 because of how the maths worked out. We try to get guests on when we can. Uh, the most recent episode available is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, Kazuchika Okada from January the 4th, 2016, Wrestle Kingdom 10. And we had uh, Strigger from Cage Match and Easton Lariat came on uh, and uh, chatted for us, chatted with us for about an hour about that. Great guest, loads of fun. Um, and it, uh, I imagine you will put this out before uh, Mark and I get around to recording tomorrow our next episode which is the uh main event of wrestlemania 12 uh bret hart versus sean michaels iron man match you you poor bastards <laughs> I, I, what are you doing I, tomorrow I, want to come and talk about it no 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 I, I, I'm, watching, I'm watching wrestling at the bread shed um but now benno always says this and i'll say this i remember that watching that match when when it was on live i've never been so bored to tears in my life one of the most overrated how that's ended on a must-see match list who's who's who's, uh, who's speaking to you wwe fan uh no we uh we're, we're doing this one guest list it's just me and mark oh uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a good job kieran <laughs> <laughs> uh all i will say is uh if you want to hear my opinions on that match you'll have to uh download the podcast when it comes out next week i think that's everything i have to plug yeah, but yeah, no. Brett versus Sean, WrestleMania 12. Uh, let's just say other Brett versus Sean matches are available. Oh, they are. It, probably on them home video tapes, which are much better than that bloody uh, that match. But um, follow us at um, GCP Podcast One. Um, myself, Oggy Part, at Oggy Part Three on Twitter. Uh, what we've got coming up? Oh, we'll have uh, live reviews from. Uh, Probably from uh, Schadenfreude and Friends um, tomorrow, but more than likely the day after when me and Jeff are going watching uh, the mid-2000s indie act, Hardfy, made their return <laughs> to the new Century Hall in Manchester. Um, we'll be also living for the weekend in Doncaster with uh, the return of 1PW. There'll be much spread betting going on about what time this promotion will finish on Saturday night. My guess is midnight. Thankfully, we've got a hotel across the road. That's uh, a podcast so, line up, lineup that's hard to beat. That's yes. my one hard fire reference. There you go. Yeah, before we get tied up too tight, uh, thanks very much. <laughs>
Thanks very much, uh, Kieran. We'd better do better than that next time. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Kieran. Always a pleasure. This has been GCP. Thank you. See you later. <laughs>